Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And tonight we are going to be talking about something. I say tonight, it's literally St. Patrick's Day when I'm recording this. If that doesn't tell you how much I've grown as a person in the past couple years, um, you tell me. Because anybody who knows me knows that I would always like go out for St. Patrick's Day. And now I'm spending my St. Patrick's Day staying in to do my podcast. Um, and I'm not upset about that. So <laughs> I just think it's funny though. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, I really have changed. I would say I've only changed for the better though. Okay, we're out here trying to save some money. We're out here trying to grow as a person. We're out here trying to help others. And I hope that you guys appreciate that. <laughs> A full circle moment indeed, okay? Very, very interesting for me to like kind of look back on that way. But nothing against drinking for St. Patrick's Day at all. I fully support it and I would like partake in it for sure still. It's just that I have certain goals that I try to set for myself. So if I don't get them done, then I'm doing this stuff instead. And I might do something tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day, but I'm not sure. I still might be doing this kind of thing, like doing work that isn't my nine to five tomorrow just because I like to maximize my weekends and be as productive as possible but enough about me I hope that you guys are all having a great start to your week because I know this comes out on Monday mornings and if you're new here hello I'm so happy you're here please don't forget to rate the podcast also if you haven't already I would literally love you forever just rate me five stars and if you want to leave a review feel free also download your episodes please because that really really helps the podcast but today we are going to be talking about dating questions and I'm going to be answering all your dating questions that you've sent in. So I have honestly a decent amount, like 25. So we're going to just jump into them um, with the first one. A little bit about me though, and my dating history, just so you kind of understand like why I might have a decent perspective when it comes to this kind of thing. So I was in a relationship for five years and honestly, he was more in my life for about six and that ended in 2020. So just a little perspective there. So I'm very used to being in long relationships or a longer relationship. And I started dating in like the summer of 2021. So I've dated and cause I'm single. Um, so I've been dating for a minute and not like, not like all the time, but like I will go on dates here and there or like first dates or whatever, especially in the past. Like that's what I w- was doing. So, um, I've learned a lot to say the least in my time over the past couple years. So I'm here to share all that stuff with you guys. And I want to do more episodes when it comes to dating and like dating advice that I have, even honing in on more topics about things that I've learned in general. But I wanted to do the first dating episode, just answering your questions, just to kind of give you guys like a little bit of a baseline of like what my advice is like in general, and just to kind of touch on that with you so we can kind of add to it as we go. And I would much rather help you than just like talk, talk, talk. Like the whole point of this podcast obviously is like a self-help podcast and like just grow as you go in every single aspect. So I want to help you all grow through dating and I want to help you all have a better perspective when it comes to dating. And I would much rather help you right now. So let's get into your questions. Hopefully my advice and my perspective is beneficial for you guys. And if it is, please let me know. I would love to hear it. Number one, what kind of questions should you be asking the other person on a first date? So I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in this category or like there's a stigma around it in general where it's like you have to ask the right questions and you need to make sure you're asking this and this and this. What I want you to do on a first date is to completely throw away any expectations that you have for real. Because whenever you put expectations on something, you are kind of setting yourself up to be disappointed in some way. 
So by throwing out those expectations, you're just allowing yourself to be in the moment, take it for what it is. Maybe things are happening that you don't like. Okay. We're learning from them. Okay. And you don't have to enjoy yourself on the date or anything, but by feeling like you have to have expectations, let's say to like find your person. And I'm going to be honest, I've been there um, where I, I did view it this way for a while, but Whenever you view something like that with such extreme viewpoints, it can often take the fun out of the dating or it can take the fun out of the night you're going to have or whatever. And I think that it's very important to kind of tackle those things and know when to ask the right questions to get the answers that you need. But I don't think that those things necessarily need to be thrown right off the bat. You know what I mean? So nothing crazy to stress about, I would say, when it comes to dating and like what kind of questions that you ask. But the ones that I, I, I'd never go into a date with like, okay, I'm asking this question, like for real. <laughs> so I kind of just base it more off of the vibe, like I said. So just knowing how to just kind of make conversation out of anything almost where let's say you're getting in the car with them. Like you obviously you're like meeting each other for the first time or you're meeting each other in person. And often the first conversation will kind of be like, how are you? Like, how was your day or whatever? And that's totally normal. So that kind of opens it up. And then it just kind of goes from there. It just kind of the conversation flows. And if it doesn't flow, then here are some questions that you could ask. You could say, so what'd you do today? Like for real, like something as silly as that. Or so what do you do for work again? Or so like you do this, like if depending on how you're finding that person, it could be from a dating app. It could be from like a mutual friend, however it is. But I feel like most times nowadays it's a dating app or something. So a lot of times you'll have minimal information about that person from the dating app, or maybe you've been talking for a few days before you go on the date or whatever. So you kind of know a little bit about them. So just using those things even to kind of um, ask some questions on the date. So if something um, sparks your interest, like, you know, that they're into fitness or whatever, like it just, I don't even really, I'm serious. This is like kind of shitty of an answer because like, I don't really think about it too much. I think the more you think about the questions that you should ask, the, the worse it'll be almost because you shouldn't even have to think about it. If that makes sense. I think just going and pushing yourself in that situation, you're never going to let it, you know what I mean? It'd be super weird. Like you're going to just try to make it a very chill conversation. So just doing what you can in that moment and enjoying it and not stressing it and not putting pressure on yourself or that other person, like just chill. You're there. Enjoy yourself. It kind of depends on like what location you're into for the date. Cause like Obviously, if you're getting food, you could start the conversation about like, oh, so what drink are you going to get? Or like, what are you thinking you're going to get to eat? And then that like opens up a bunch of can of worms because then you're talking about food, what foods you like, maybe what is your favorite drink? Um, what's your favorite beer? Whatever. You know what I mean? It kind of just opens up that kind of thing where maybe let's say if it was a different location, like um, let's say you met up at like a library or something. Oh, what kind of books do you like? Or just little stuff like that. It's just kind of like finding ways to make conversation about the things in your environment even. Like that's like kind of the first step or it'll just kind of start that way. Um, but it, it mainly kind of comes down to the first question, which is how was your day today or how did it go? Most of the time it's like, oh, it was pretty good. Did you work today? Oh yeah, I did work. Where do you work? Um, what do you do again? Like, can you explain like your job to me? And even if you know what their job is, let's say from like Hinge or a dating app or whatever, a lot of times with me, I don't understand like certain job titles. So like asking them to elaborate, I think that that doesn't make you stupid or anything like that. Like it's normal to not know about every single career. So the easiest thing to do is asking just a person questions about themselves. 
But basically, there's no wrong questions. Go with the environment. Go with like the first initial like, oh, hey, how are you? Whatever. Like things in your environment to start with. And honestly, let them ask you questions because they should be. So don't feel like you need to be the one sitting here like interviewing. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Do not do that. Just sit back and relax and just kind of feed off of each other's energy and just kind of see what comes up that way. There's no wrong questions to ask on a first date though. There really isn't. So if you want to know if that person is looking for something more like a relationship or casual, don't be afraid of asking it. Like if it, if it comes up or in that way, I think honestly, um, that's a really good question to have on a first date, like not right away, but like as it's going on, if it's like going well, especially just to make sure you're on the same page, like nothing wrong with that. I think that communicating in general is good. Um, so I don't think that you need to wait like four dates or something like that to ask them that question. I think the sooner you ask that question and kind of get to know if you're on the same page about what it is that you might be looking for, the better, because then it w- like saves you time that you might be wasting if you just don't align on something like that. Because if you, let's say you're looking for a relationship and the other person isn't even open to that at all, it's like, okay, what are you doing? Like, don't put yourself in a situation like that just to get hurt maybe, Um but there's nothing wrong with it, like going with the flow and seeing if something comes from it at all. But sometimes you might think that you can change somebody's mind. Don't ever think that. Like, don't ever try to change someone's mind um, about something like that. Because most of the time, even if you think you might, it's probably not going to happen. Number two, how to get them to ask you out on a date. So this kind of depends on where you're meeting them, I would say. So you could either meet them in person or... You could meet them on a dating app or whatever. I would say this primarily goes to a dating app, I would say, Um, because normally for me, um, if I'm interested in someone in person or something, like I will only do so much. Like maybe I'll like make it known or like become friends with them or whatever, but like they should want to ask me on a date. You know what I mean? And I'm, I have nothing against like shooting my shot. Like there's, there's a time and a place to shoot your shot. So if you ever want to shoot your shot with someone in person, don't feel like you can't do that if they're taking too long and you know that you're interested, one. Um, but I would say to get them to ask you out on a date, like on a dating app or something, you don't need to do anything. Like you don't need to do anything. I don't think that you need to be doing anything crazy. They will come to you. And if they don't come to you, that's probably someone that you don't want anyways because you want someone that is going to pursue you, especially at first. So... If they're not even able to slide in with a message on Hinge or whatever, to me, I take that as, okay, well, cool. Like, I'm not interested. Like, I want you to at least be able to, like, send the first message. And especially if I'm, like, like, you're going through and you're liking people. Like, they should have no problem approaching you. And if you do want to approach them or kind of, you know, you're really interested in someone, there's nothing wrong with, like, messaging them. But I I always kind of let people come to me, if I'm going to be totally honest. And... I think that you can have certain things on your profile that allude more to the vibe that you're trying to give off. So an example of this would be kind of curating the stuff on your profile to exactly kind of what you're expecting. So especially in a dating situation, if you know that you do want something like maybe more serious to um, get rid of the people that might waste your time or just like want you for casual stuff maybe, Put things on there that would scare them away, (laughs) like for real, like put on there, like make your prompts more relationship oriented, share more information about yourself maybe and like the things that you like, because a lot of times if somebody is on there for casual, they're going to have very, very, very minimal prompts with maybe like one or two words on their prompts. They're not going to be giving much because they actually don't care. Like they're just there for whatever comes and they're not really putting too much thought into that. So if you're trying to get asked on out on a date, 
I would say putting your interest there because that gives people a lot of like ways to relate to you or have things to re come and reply to you about. Or it kind of gives them ideas for things that you might want to do on a date. So if you say that you like live music, they might recommend going and seeing like a concert together. Or if you like fitness, they might recommend doing something like activity oriented together. Or if you both like reading, they might try to meet you at a bookstore, like for real. So just little things like that. I think having more relationship oriented stuff on your profile is going to get you probably asked out on more dates because a lot of people that are looking for casual are going to try to get you to come to their house. Okay. Or like very, they're going to try to do the very, very, very minimum that they can to get what they're looking for, which there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you're looking for, whatever, but just to kind of help weed out the things that you might not want. That's my advice because the guys or the people or whatever on dating apps that are looking for something serious, they are looking at your profile and things that you put on there to view you as someone they want to take on a date, basically, essentially. So just putting on there whatever you want on your profile. And I would say, I this is like a super, super basic, easy way to get asked out on dates, I would say, but um, you can have on your profile, like the quickest way to ask me out is by naming a place and like a time and a place because that one is the most common easy way to ask someone out is by actually giving them a plan and giving them something to do. But that also lets them know that like, if you're not giving me that energy, like I might not be interested. So whenever you put that on there, it makes them know that like you are expecting to be asked out. So um, I think that it's better for you to kind of get on a date with someone sooner than later. I don't think you need to be talking to somebody for like three, four weeks and then meeting up. I think that that is a very quick way to waste your time and you don't want to be freaking pen pals with someone. You're looking to meet someone because you could get along, let's say through texting, but then you're in person with that person and you don't like them at all or like you're not vibing. So I always like to like kind of meet someone sooner than later if I can, just to kind of see how I feel, you know what I mean? Or how it goes with their energy and stuff. So I would say don't really do much in that area other than just maybe change your dating profile around a little bit and make your prompts a little bit more serious, but like not too crazy. Like, like, like don't make it like, oh my God, like this is what I want, blah, 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 blah. Like just like make it known that you like what you like, basically stuff that you like. And, um, you could even say that you like good communication, like that kind of stuff on your profile, things like that. The boys, whoever, that are looking for something more casual, they're not going to care like if what you're looking for. So that's an easy way to kind of weed out the ones that wouldn't ask you on dates pretty much. Number three, biggest thing you've learned about yourself while dating. I would say for me, I've learned a lot about what I like and what I don't like, um, what I'm willing to put up with and what I'm not in general, kind of what it is that I'm looking for. And just like my perspective in dating overall, I would say when I first started like dating, I like thought that I, I don't even know. I think I thought that I just like wanted something. And then the more that I did it, I kind of was able to look back and be like, all right, like I'm putting too much pressure on this and all of that. I just think that overall my perspective on dating has changed a lot and it's, it's seriously taught me so much about myself. So I don't think there's anything wrong with dating. Like a lot of times people will be like, oh my gosh, like I don't even, like I know there's like a stigma around people that go on dates. It's like, what do you mean? Like dating is how you figure out what you like. Dating is how you figure out what you want. And dating is how you find your person or whoever. Like that's just the way it goes. So by not putting yourself out there, you're kind of limiting yourself in a way. And not that you need to be going on a ton of dates like on Hinge or whatever, but making sure that you're putting yourself in situations to form connections with people. 
So that could be even going to the park or doing activities in your community that you enjoy and maybe meeting people that way. Every single connection that you make is a way that you can maybe meet your person or someone. So that's, I would say that what I've learned most about myself is kind of what I'm willing to put up with because I think I used to put up with so much shit and so much stuff that I would never put up with now. Like I can truly say I have evolved when it comes to dating and even just like stuff in general that I will put up with. Like if things are wishy-washy, I'm like very easily uninterested and I'm good on that. Um, but I think that in the past when things were wishy-washy with someone and I was interested, I would have done anything to make it work. You know what I mean? Or something like that. So I think that through my time dating, it's definitely taught me like what I will put up with and what I won't and things that I'll stand for. And I think it just makes you a stronger person. Um, the more you put yourself out there, because I think the more you make yourself uncomfortable going on dates or meeting people or whatever, it definitely like you get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that it's good to do in any category of your life, because I think that's how you grow. So going hand in hand with that, I would say it's taught like me things about myself that maybe need some more work or need some more attention, things about myself that Maybe I'd be willing to like do too much in a relationship or something. It's like, why though? Like, why are you doing that? Because that's not what you want. You want someone who's going to do like this for you or whatever. So by seeing things that I don't like or things that didn't work out, it's shown me kind of things about myself that maybe I shouldn't allow and I should be working through and kind of figuring out why I am that way or why I allowed it in the first place. So yeah. Also, this is like a little random thing I've learned, but I feel like it's important to include that whenever you're on a date, don't feel like you need to fill in all of the empty space. Don't feel like you need to be like, if it's quiet for a second, like you need to ask another question. When it's quiet, be quiet because that right there is going to show you if that person actually cares about getting to know you at all and asking you questions. Or if you're the one out there asking all the questions, because you need to, you need to know like when to just like take a se- like a seat in the back of the car for a second and just see kind of what's going on. Like, are you running the show? Because you don't want to be running the show. You want it to be an equal back and forth between you and that other person. So that is just a little tip. Number four, how to truly trust your gut and not second guess your decisions. So I think in general, you know when you know about certain things. So if if something happens, let's say, like you know that you're not feeling someone, that, that's probably like how you're actually feeling. If you're feeling like you're not interested and you don't really want to be around someone or they don't make you feel good, I think that that is your body's way of saying like, okay. <laughs> like just knowing that you kind of know what you like and you know if you're enjoying someone's energy is one thing. So There's no reason to second guess your decision about that. Let's say if maybe something ended with someone that you liked um, to trust your gut. I mean, do what feels right for you in every single situation. Say what you want to say. Communicate your feelings whenever appropriate and always kind of leave nothing left unsaid. I think that's one easy way to truly not second guess your decisions because you'll always know that you did what you could to make something work or whatever. And I think that... It's easy to not second guess your decisions almost because I feel like whatever is meant to be will be. I really, really, really believe that. So I think that there's no reason to second guess certain decisions um, because if something's meant to be in your life, it will come back around. 
and you can only do what you can do something about. So if someone's deciding to leave your life, you can't do anything about that. If someone's treating you poorly, you can't do anything about that, but you can do something about the way that you react to it. Are you going to sit and put up with it or are you not? Are you going to know when to walk away? Most of the time, though, you won't have a feeling for no reason. So if you're having that feeling, it's your gut and it's your body's way of telling you or it's how you feel in general that you're just not either interested or maybe you do really like someone. You know what I mean? Like you'll know however you're feeling because you'll continue to feel that thing, especially around maybe that person or that situation. And just remember that you can't stress the things that you cannot control So just doing what you can, and if you have no control over it, just doing what you can to move on from it is pretty much all you can do and just work on yourself. Number five, what can I do when I have social anxiety and I'm trying to date? Girl, I feel that. Um, I understand what it's like to have that, and I think that the best way to deal with this kind of situation is just remembering that it's not all about if they like you. Like, do not go into a date, and this goes for boys or girls, whoever's listening, like, this goes either way. Like, I'm not trying to make this, like, solely for girls to listen to. If you're a guy and listening to this, like, relate it, you know what I mean, the opposite way. But basically, whenever you're trying to date, don't think, like, do they like me? Oh, my goodness, do they like me? No. Do not view dating that way. Do not. You need to view it as, do I even like them? Do I even, do I even like this person enough to be friends with them? Because if you don't like them enough to be friends with them, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, especially if you're trying, if you're trying to like look for something long-term, especially like if you're looking for casual, you really don't have to care how much you like them probably to a degree because you might be in it for something else. But if you are looking at it for something more serious, don't put so much pressure on yourself in a way that's going to make you anxious. Maybe like, do they like me? Do they like me? No. Do I even like them? Like, seriously, look at that person. Like, you know that you have so much to offer. So go into that date knowing that you are like an awesome person who knows what they want. And you're just there to have fun. And again, not putting pressure on it. You don't want to put pressure on the situation or go into the date expecting that this person's going to be the love of your life. Because as much as you might want that, the odds of that happening are very slim. And you don't want to disappoint yourself. When you set an expectation, you're just setting yourself up to be disappointed. So just go into that date ready for whatever comes and just be looking to have a good time and get to know that person. Eat some good food maybe, have some good drinks, have a good conversation, and just see where the night takes you. Because you're going to find out really quickly if you're vibing with each other's energy. But don't be anxious to the point of like, how they're perceiving you because that's a very easy way to make you anxious if you're overanalyzing yourself and how they might be viewing you because every single person is thinking about themselves the way that you're thinking about you. So don't put all that pressure on yourself to like show up as this perfect person because they're, they're worried about themselves. Like just go into that date knowing that you know how to have a conversation with people. You're good at making conversation and don't tell yourself otherwise. Even if you don't agree with what I'm saying right now and you think that you might not be good at like having conversations with strangers or whatever, it makes you uncomfortable. Tell yourself the opposite because by telling yourself the opposite enough times, you're going to eventually believe it. So just tell yourself, I know how to have conversations. Like nothing's awkward unless you make it awkward for real. Like nothing is. 
unless you allow it to be. Nothing's embarrassing unless you allow yourself to be embarrassed. So maybe you do something, you get a stain on your shirt. This happens to me all the time, literally all the time. <laughs> if you do something where like you're eating and like something that happens, just start laughing at yourself because it's really not that serious. And you don't need to appear, you don't need to appear embarrassed. Like you, like just, I know what it's like to be anxious and I know what it's like to second guess and I know what it's like to be in your head. But just know that dating can be a really fun thing if you allow it to be. So just give yourself permission to go into that date and have fun and just be yourself because you don't want to go into that date trying to be somebody else or trying to act a certain way that maybe isn't how you are all the time because essentially then you're just showing that person someone that you aren't. So that'll just be another issue in itself down the road. You want to just show up as you with nothing to lose because at the end of the day, all you're going to lose is maybe seeing that person again. And do we really care about seeing that person again if they don't want to see you again after one time? Like if they don't want to see you after one date, that wasn't your person anyways, or that wasn't someone that you were meant to spend time with. You know what I mean? So just know that you can't ruin anything that's for you. That's one thing that really helps in that situation, I would say, and just focusing solely on yourself and just kind of have fun with it, honestly. And just remember to breathe. Okay. Honestly, whenever, like, imagine how you feel before interviews, right? You probably do really good at interviews or whatever. It's the same type of thing. You're basically interviewing. So take a couple of deep breaths, go on that date, put your best foot forward and have a good night and try to make that good first impression well, by being yourself and by just like having fun with someone, you know, you might never see that person again. There's a lot of thrill in that. I think like you could never see them again and you could have an awful experience. And if so, it's a funny story. So never think that like, oh my God, if I don't find someone like in this date, like this is a waste of my time. No, you're learning a lesson every single time that you go on a date. You are learning something that you like, something that you don't like. You're learning a funny story that maybe you're going to tell people in the future. And it's, who knows? Like you're learning so much. So I think just think of it as, you know what, if this doesn't work out, hey, at least it's for the plot. We're doing it for the plot. We're doing it for entertaining your friends, whatever it may be. Okay. It's, it's literally not that serious. Just remember, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable to grow. So it's all just a growth experience. And the more dates you go on, the easier it will be. The more things you do, you're going to become comfortable being uncomfortable. And that is the goal because the second that we are a little bit too comfortable, we are complacent and you're not growing or maybe you're not being your best self and nobody wants to stay the same. That's not fun. You can't grow that way. But also you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. So I'm here to remind you that if you're anxious because your mind is second guessing that you're going to be a certain way on the date, just know that your mind's lying to you. And I promise that like you can go on a date and you can have a great date. You just have to give yourself permission to go and do that in the first place. So please don't hold yourself back in that way. And just know that I believe in you and I know that you're going to freaking kick ass if you do it. So please get out there and let me know how it goes. This one's a funny question. Um, number six, how do you know you found your person? Well, you know, this one's hard for me to answer because I haven't found my person. But if I were to try to guess kind of what it's like, I would say that you'd probably know that you found your person whenever you feel safe with them. You feel safe to be yourself around them. You have good conversation and the conversation flows and you just want to be around them all the time and just kind of spend time with them doing anything whether it's going and doing something exciting or just staying at home together, watching movies or building something together around the house, who knows? But I think that when you enjoy all of your time with that person, that's one of the easiest ways to kind of let yourself know that 
it could be something really good. And it could have the potential to go somewhere like that in the future. Definitely somebody who doesn't hold your insecurities against you or things that you tell them in confidence and brings them up in arguments. Um, somebody that makes you feel safe in all situations with your words, with your insecurities, is constantly kind of building you up and is willing to grow with you and not make you feel bad about like trying to better your life in some way. I think a lot of that, if you ever see that, can be super toxic. So just knowing that you found someone that brings you peace and makes you excited, honestly, to live life and gives you just another reason to wake up in the morning, I would say that that's probably when you know, when you're really finding yourself like thinking of them in that way, that maybe there's a chance that that could be your person. But what do I know? I am extremely single right now. But those are all things that I personally would view as things that would tell me if I found someone that could be my person or is my person, whatever. And I just feel like, I don't know. They always say that when you know, you know, that could, you know what I mean? Be the thing too. You might just know. So stay tuned for whenever that happens. I think also they'll always be building you up. Like they'll always be cheering you on, supporting you. Um, You'll just feel like you have unconditional love for that person and you'll feel like you're getting it from them as well. I think that's how you'll know. Number seven, when to know to call the date quits. I think you'll know to call the date quits if you don't want to be there anymore. If you're feeling uncomfortable, if you're feeling in danger, if you're feeling like this is going somewhere that you don't want it to be going, that is when you call the date quits. If you ever feel uncomfortable in any way where you don't want to be there anymore. That is like the simplest way of putting it. That could mean a number of things. If that means you're 10 minutes into the date and it sucks and something is already making you feel unsafe, get up and leave. Like you owe that person nothing. Like get up and leave. It's much better to leave and trust your gut than stay there and maybe end up missing or something. Like worst case scenario, like that's not what we're looking for. So call the date quits whenever you feel comfortable doing so. But I would say go into a date not expecting to be there all night long. I think the longer that you spend on a date with somebody, especially when it's not going well, or especially when you're not really feeling it 100%, but you're just doing it because you feel like, okay, what else am I going to do? I just think that like you shouldn't if, if you don't want to. Like If part of you wants to be doing something else or you aren't really feeling it. You don't owe that person anything. Like you went on a date with them. You don't need to keep going to different locations afterwards and feel like you owe them anything. If you're at a point where you're like, you know what? I already know that this isn't something I'm interested in. Just be like, you know what? I have to get back. Like my dog's at home. Like use your dog. Use anything as an excuse. You don't owe that person an excuse even. Like you don't, you could be like, all right, why well, I have to get going? And you can always even go into a date saying like you have something to do after if you know that you don't want to be there for a long time in the first place. But I think that there's nothing wrong with letting a date go on longer if you are enjoying yourself and you do want to do things. I think that's totally fine. I think that can be a lot of fun. If you are going to different locations together and you're kind of like exploring, I think that can be a lot of fun too. But just depends on kind of the situation in general. But yeah, definitely call the date quits whenever you don't want to be there anymore. Like the simplest way of putting it, but especially if you're feeling unsafe. Number eight, red flags in dating. There are so many, like, oh my God, where do I even begin? I'm going to have to make this episode like one in itself. I do want to have one that's like red flags in dating and I want to have one that's green flags in dating and just go like all into these. But some red flags right off the bat 
um, would be love bombing is one that's extremely, extremely important to be um, aware of. That can be somebody who is like planting seeds in your head throughout the date, making you think that like they're having such a good time and like, oh my God, like I've never felt this way before about anybody. Or I, I could definitely see this going somewhere long term. Or even if they're if they say I love you, literally run, get out of there. Okay. If something like that happens, but basically like getting you excited about a future with them so soon. Like, oh my God, I can't wait. We're going to have to go and explore the world together. And we're going to have to go on all these trips. Like, do you want to maybe go to like, let's say Six Flags next weekend or like something? You know what I mean? If someone's doing that like immediately, that could be bad. Um, But if you've been dating somebody for like a little bit, let's say you've been dating and you've been on several dates with that person and you already know that you're vibing, that's totally different. But right off the bat, especially is kind of one to be aware of this because they will tell on themselves. You'll be able to pick up on it very easily once it's happened to you. Unfortunately, it has happened to me a couple of times, but um, somebody that's way too eager to talk to you right away, like messaging you like immediately before you can even like finish responding. I think that could be a red flag um, because yeah, we want somebody who's going to be interested in us and like giving us that energy, but that's like too much. Like, I want you to have other stuff that you're doing and I want you to have like a life because I also have a life and I don't have time to sit and respond to you all the time. So, you know what I mean? So that kind of thing. I would say any type of disrespect, like if somebody is just being disrespectful to you at all, or maybe if they're sexualizing you right away, or um, it's one thing if you're dating for casual, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And you are maybe looking for something more sexual, but if you are not and somebody's trying to do that, like I think that that's a huge red flag, even in casual situations, honestly, like you should be able to respect me enough to not push yourself, you know what I mean? And be weird. So I could literally go on. I ha- I'm going to have to do an episode on this because like I could seriously go on about this one for a very long time. But I would say assuming that like you're going to hang out with them all the time right away or like making several plans with them. As much as I do like talking on the phone, I would say like if someone's calling you a lot, like right away, like that could also be a red flag. Like, why are you talking to me so much? And I also think that like talking too much before a first date could be a red flag, depending. Um, Like if someone's not trying to take you on a date even, And like, they're just talking to you like through hinge or whatever for like a long time. And like, they're not asking you out. Like, that's a red flag to me. Like, I'm not interested. Like, okay, like this is boring. See ya. Depending on what it is you're looking for, somebody getting out of a relationship like fairly recently, that could be a red flag for you. Um, Not always, like for real, not always, but you just have to be like cautious in those situations, I would say. And just have your guard up as you should anyways. Also another one. Um, this one could go either way because um, I think that there's like a there's a time and a place for certain things. But if somebody is never um, if they're always bringing plans on you last minute and they're just like asking you out like that day for that night, like constantly, I think it's just showing that they don't really respect your time and they're not willing to ask you out because they like they aren't planning it, meaning they weren't actually looking forward to it. They might have just been waiting to see if they had nothing else going on that day to ask you out, which then kind of pushes you to rush, you know what I mean? Or whatever. So I think that could be a red flag. Um, I think that to a degree, I think that like it happens though, like in some situations that should be okay and you should be able to be spontaneous and like it can make it fun, but at some point that can be kind of too much. So that's an easy way to tell sometimes when maybe someone doesn't care to plan, 
doesn't care to kind of reserve your schedule ahead of time. Um, I think that if they're not planning, it could just mean that they're waiting to see if like they want to see you, you know what I mean? Later on, which there's nothing wrong with that, especially in the early stages, but depending on what it is that you're looking for, that can be a red flag. And this one kind of goes without saying, like whenever you say dating, like I'm assuming if you're talking about red flags and dating, you're looking to date someone. So I would say someone who isn't able to communicate with you, if you're not willing to work on it, that could be a red flag. So if you constantly are asking somebody a question, like if you're asking someone a question and they like ignore you for hours because they don't want to answer it, to me, I mean, it's also a little bit of a red flag there. <laughs> Most of the time you'll know somebody is interested in you based on the way that they communicate with you. So especially about the important things. Number nine, how to be safe meeting strangers. So I would say for this, you can never be too safe whenever you're meeting somebody that you don't know. I think that when you're meeting somebody off a dating app, um, I will often ask people like what their last name is, like if they're texting me or something, just because one, I do like to put it in my phone and two, I'm able to search them. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything wrong with searching someone before you meet them and not to like creep on them, but just to make sure they're legit and make sure that they are like who they say they are. And it's not like you setting yourself up to get catfished or something. I've never been catfished luckily. Um, but I think that it's a good thing to kind of do your research just a little bit, like just to kind of make sure or make sure maybe you are like sending pictures of each other. I sometimes will, um, depending on the situation, I have had people send me a picture of their driver's license, I think, or something. I don't know. You can, you can do stuff like that if you really want to, depending on if you're getting weird vibes. I've only done that. I think one time and I'm not even sure why, to be honest, why I did that. I think it was more of a joke whenever I did it. I don't think it was to like actually check his identity or something, but I know also like there was a guy that <laughs> there was a guy that offered to send me his birth certificate before the date. And I thought that, that was really cute. I thought it was really funny, but that is what I'm talking about though. Like someone who's not like afraid to do that is like a green flag. Like someone who's telling you that they'll send their birth certificate. Awesome. But most of the time I'm going to be honest, I don't really do anything other than kind of see how the vibe is ahead of time. And um, if they follow me on Instagram, obviously, like beforehand, obviously that's a green flag because that's one way you're able to just, that's one way you're able to kind of just verify each other and like make sure that you both kind of feel good about it, whether anyone's saying it or not. Like, yeah, you're, you're looking at each other's Instagrams, like, you know, when they're legit at that point. And if you're talking to them ahead of time and things are like a good vibe, like do whatever feels right to you. Um, but normally for first dates, I will Uber to wherever I'm going for the sake of not having to find parking somewhere. And also, um, so you can leave kind of whenever you don't have to really worry about it. So do whatever feels right. But I always feel like it's safer to Uber, especially if you're getting drinks, like you never know if you're going to be a little tipsy or something. So always playing it safe that way. Also, I think the biggest, 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 biggest way to stay safe when you're meeting a stranger is meeting in public. Meeting in public. I don't know why I didn't say this sooner. Please never go to their house for a first date for a couple reasons. One, that person's literally trying to have sex with you. And if that's not what you want, please don't go to their house. Number two, you do not know that person. That person could literally be a serial killer. Like you have no clue who this person is. Do not go to their house for a first date. Do not meet that person anywhere that is not in a public place because you do not know them. You can't trust them. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't trust anyone until they give you a reason to trust them, to be honest. 
but meeting in public allows you to meet this person for the first time and verify that they are who they say they are in public and make it so you are around several people that can help you if something goes south. There's a million places for you to run if you need to run or whatever, you know? Also, if you don't really know this person, obviously it's a first date, but like if you haven't been talking to them prior before the first date much, and you don't really like actually have a feel for like who they really are because like you only know what they've given you in this one night. Don't, if you don't feel safe getting in a car with someone, if they offer to give you a ride home, don't take it and don't invite them in <laughs> either. Unless you are on the same page and the, and the date's going great and like you don't care what happens, then by all means invite them in. But don't invite somebody in or like feel like you have to if you're not feeling it and don't like, you can, if you're, if you know that you're not uninterested in like anything, say bye to that person, like in the car, like literally be like, all right, well, thanks for the ride. See you later. If you happen to ever get a ride, but I highly recommend just Ubering, um, until you're able to kind of get a better read on this person, unless you feel safe with that person. Obviously there's definitely times where I have allowed myself to get picked up and I've taken rides and stuff and I've had good experiences with that, but you know what I mean? I've also had bad experiences. So Number 10, how dolled up should you get for the first date? Should you look more natural or what? Listen, you, I want you to get dolled up to however you feel. I want you to look however you want to look for that first date that makes you feel the most confident. So if that is wearing a minimal makeup, do that. If that is wearing a full face of makeup and like a cute outfit or whatever, do that. For me personally, I like to wear like the makeup that I like would normally wear if I were to go out or something, which isn't like anything crazy. It's like minimal with like some eyeliner and mascara. My hair is done. I feel good. I feel confident and I'm in a cute outfit. Like that's what makes me feel my best, especially on a first date. But obviously like it depends on the activity and stuff that you're doing too. Um, if you're doing something more active, I would not go wearing, you know what I mean? Eyeliner or something. I would definitely go like more natural in that case, but Again, it doesn't matter. Do whatever the heck you want that makes you feel most confident. It's nobody's say but yours. If I had a guy try to tell me once, hey, don't come come looking natural, minimal makeup, please. And I was like, are you kidding me, bro? Like, do you want me to fight you through the phone? I will fight you so fast. You want me to get my freaking, I will start tussling you in the streets. Okay, don't even try me. Like, who do you think you are? You really think I care that you don't want me to wear makeup? You really think? You thought wrong. Do whatever you want that's going to make you feel your best. And this goes for guys, girls. I don't think guys really care. I feel like because guys don't have to do much anyways. But for girls especially, like just do whatever makes you feel most confident and do not give a shit what anybody has to say about it. As long as you feel like you're hot and like you are running the streets, you you do whatever you want because guess what? You are running those streets. You are the prize to be won. Okay. And let that sink in. This next question's a tad controversial if I do say so myself. Um, but it is, how long do you think you should wait until sleeping together? I feel like it is such a hookup culture now. You're not wrong. It's extremely hookup culture. But my answer to this is going to be kind of similar as the answer I just gave. Do whatever makes you feel comfortable. If it's something where you're feeling the vibe and things are working out, do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to share a lot of personal situations about myself in this situation, but um, I think that like, if you're looking for a relationship, I think that the best thing to do is probably not do it right away. Um, I think that if it is your person, I think that there's really nothing that you can do to ruin it anyways. So if you're feeling a vibe and you're both wanting to do whatever, go for it. But if you are wanting that person to take you seriously in any way, I would say probably hold off 
because a lot of times that's an easy way for it to not work out in your favor, I would say. Not speaking for everybody. I know that there's situations where sometimes it does work out and that's amazing. And I'm not judging. I totally understand whatever it is that you want to do. I'm not judging at all. But I think that kind of do whatever you feel comfortable with. You'll know from the vibe. Like if you want to do something or you want, you know what I mean? You're looking for something casual, then go for it. Like hundred percent. That's what you're in. That's what you're in it for. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So do whatever you feel comfortable with in a way that makes you feel safe. And as long as you feel safe, I think doing things that feel good to you is literally all that matters. I think think less about what other people are going to think about it or whatever. Just do what feels good to you. As long as you don't really care if it's not going to bother you tomorrow, do whatever you feel comfortable with. But again, if it's something that you feel comfortable holding off with, definitely do that as well. I'm not here to tell you when is the appropriate time to do something like that. That is a very, very, very personal decision with you and your person or the person you're dating, whatever. It absolutely is hookup culture though. So if you know that you're not interested in hookup culture, I think communicating that or making that apparent is not a bad thing. And I think if anything, like respecting yourself, you know what I mean? If you don't, like someone shouldn't assume that just because you're on a date with them that like you're going to hook up with them. So unless that you feel comfortable doing so, don't feel like you owe that person anything because you do not. You absolutely do not owe someone anything because they took you on a date. So I think a lot of people have a misconception in that category. Um, Like they don't quite get that. It's not really hitting through their skulls. But yeah, Um, you know, it's a very quick, easy way to see like how someone treats you on a first date, what it is that they're looking for, what they try to pull, um, the situations that they put you in. I think that that is very telling on first dates. And the last question I'm going to answer today I think I'm just going to answer 12 questions because we've got 24 and then I might do a part two next week or in a couple weeks, depending on what you guys think about this episode. If you want it next week, I'll do it for sure. But number 12, what's the biggest thing I've learned from dating different people? I would say from dating different people and like just my dating experience in general, I have learned that there's a lot of crazies out there and not in a way to make people feel like bad, but like people that are just like out there wiling, people that are just being the like people I would never... I would never treat people the way that some people have treated me. Um, So yeah, I think just in general, I think the best thing and the biggest thing that I've kind of taken away from dating other people is like what I'm looking for because most people have shown me what I don't want. And there has been some people who've shown me like a really, really, really amazing things and I've really enjoyed my time with them. And they've shown me a lot of really good qualities and things that I do really want and things I really like. Um, but I think that that's like the biggest thing that I would say I've learned. Like you just see so many different things and you realize kind of what is a non-negotiable for you or what are things that you would enjoy to have or what are things that are absolutely like, hell no, I do not want this. If I even see this, I am running the other way. Also, I feel like people give you perspectives that maybe you wouldn't have had before. And I think that's really cool too. There was somebody that I went on a date with who told me, um, it was really funny. Actually, I was like trying to order food. And I was like kind of pressuring myself to order. I was like, all right, well, I need to figure out what I'm getting. Like, I need to figure... He was like, why? He's like, the only person putting pressure on yourself right now is you. And he's like, there's no need to be putting pressure on yourself right now. And I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. I was like, you were not wrong. So just that little thing like that, I took that with me and that's going to resonate with me for a very long time. Like in any situation where I feel like I'm like working myself up, like it's literally only me stressing myself out. And obviously that's something so silly to like, attribute that to but like just is like whatever it may be whether it's you 
stressing yourself out because you feel like you need to get a million things done today. Like, is it that serious or are you just making it that serious? And even like ordering your food at a restaurant, like, why are you feeling so much pressure? You know what I mean? There's no much, there's, there's no pressure there. Like, it's literally like, you're going to get your food, like just chill out. So I think like little things like that, even if like, let's say nothing were to come from something with someone, I think like each person teaches you something or each, you know what I mean? You get a lesson out of it. You learn something that like you don't want or you do want, or you learn a new perspective which I think is really cool. All right, guys. So before we go, I actually have a listener question that we're going to answer. Um, so I'm going to answer one listener question each time I do like a dating Q&A. So I do have one here that I'm going to do right now. So she wrote in and said, she said, my boyfriend of a little over a year, and she put in parentheses, we were friends before this and hung out in a mutual friend group. He left in the middle of the night while we were together and I never heard from him again. I tried texting, calling, but ultimately I gave up. Right after this, he kept watching all my Instagram stories, but I eventually removed him as a follower. This was two years ago now. He still blocks and unblocks me every other week or once a month. I know I shouldn't look into it, but I'm always curious why people who ghost do this. He's not adding me or watching my stories, simply blocking and unblocking me. Well, first of all, I'm so sorry, girl, that this happened to you because like, it's not cool to be ghosted ever, but especially from your boyfriend, like you were dating this man and then he up and left you. Like, I'm so sorry because the amount of trust issues that you probably have right now are probably through the roof and I don't blame you for it. Like, how do you like want to ever open up and trust someone? You know what I mean? Again, whenever someone that you trusted literally got up in the middle of the night and left and then decided to not give you an explanation. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would be, I would be literally, I would be enraged, especially because you were friends before. Like that makes it even worse because like you had another relationship outside of your relationship. So I just think when somebody ghosts, it's the ultimate form of disrespect. And I don't think it has anything to do with you. I think it has everything to do with him. And that's pretty much the only reason why anybody ghosts. They don't want to have to deal with actually dealing with the issue of whatever it may be that was causing a problem. And I don't even know if you knew that there was a problem being had from what it sounds like. It sounds like I don't have the context to know kind of why he left in the middle of the night while you were together. Like, was there something going on? Were you guys fighting? Was there like, were you suspicious of like another girl or something? Because unfortunately for me, this is giving, he might have another girlfriend or something because like, why else would he just leave you after a year and not talk to you again? That's so weird. Like, did you ever reach out to him? Like, I don't have enough information to like, no, but these are questions that I would ask you. Like, did you ever reach out to him again? Like, did you have like a text or anything like that? And he like, didn't answer your text. Like, did you hit him up to be like, excuse me, where are you? Like, what? Yeah. I just think that in general, there's like nothing that you can do. And there's nothing that was your fault in this situation. Obviously, I'm sure you know that. I'm sorry. After I read this again, you did say that you tried texting and calling, but you gave up. I'm so sorry. Like, that's so heartbreaking because I'm sure that there were a lot of feelings involved for you. And that just makes you feel like shit. And I don't know if people who ghost understand this, but by completely like leaving somebody's emotions and like confusion out in the cold that you left them with. I think that that's really freaking rude to like not ever give them, give them an explanation on that. I think that at the end of the day, like, especially if you dated somebody for that long, for real, like you deserve an explanation to know what was going on. So just know that his inability to give you an explanation and his inability to communicate with you and his ability to completely leave you is something that you don't you don't want like at all and it has nothing to do with you I don't know if he had a fear of commitment if he had another girlfriend if whatever and not to make you feel bad but unfortunately that is like the sad truth about some of this that like he could have had like something else going on 
Yeah, and it's like, why is he watching your Instagram stories? It's like, you're literally ignoring me. <laughs> it's like, why are you, why are you, I'm just like, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I, I can't explain that, but I think that ultimately it, it just shows that like, he can't give you an explanation for why he's being a shitty human being to you, but I don't know. I just wouldn't take it personal and I would just try to move on from it as much as you can. I'm sure that you have. It's been two years, but it is weird. Like, why is he blocking you and unblocking you? Like, clearly this man is bothered. He's highly bothered by you for him to have to block and unblock you unless he is with a girl and he left you for a girl and that's why he blocks and unblocks you because he doesn't want her to see you on there, but he unblocks you to like creep on you. I don't know. This is just me forming assumptions. But if I were you, I would like totally not even look into it. You don't need to know if he's blocking you or unblocking you. If anything, that's just disrupting your peace probably. So just go about your life and not even worry about him. And that's kind of why I think like, especially because he's not viewing your stories anymore, or, like adding you or anything. I think him blocking and unblocking you is probably because of a girl or like another relationship that's he that he's in maybe, or like something. I don't know. It sounds suspicious, but I wouldn't look into it and I wouldn't continue looking into it because for you to know if he's blocking you you have to go out of your way to look up look him up which I think isn't like good for you I don't think that you need to know what he's up to I don't think that it should matter if anything this man showed you that like he's very capable of treating you like you never meant a thing to him so if that's what he wanted to do then like that's that's his choice and if he ever wants to talk to you he can hit you up like all the other things just seem like petty and like games and like you don't need to like it just sounds ridiculous honestly or like, honestly, if I were you, you could just block him, like for real, just block him because then he can't unblock you and block you and he can't look at your stuff anyways, unless like he creates another account. So maybe blocking him would be like the best thing in your situation if you feel like you're looking at his stuff. But if there is stuff or feelings that are still unresolved from that, where you're having a hard time getting over it, I'm not sure if that's the case. Just doing the inner work to kind of heal through that because you need to kind of be able to deal with those emotions because obviously it sucks and I'm not telling you it doesn't. I've been ghosted a couple of different times and yeah, it doesn't feel good. So I, I totally understand how that feels, but just know it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Okay. Like nothing. And if anything, just take it as this person telling on themselves, like taking themselves out almost because it's like, why do you, you wouldn't want that. And you want, you want to be with someone who's going to be able to communicate with you and not give you abandonment issues. Like he left you in the middle of the night like, that's so rude. I would never be able to, I would never talk to this man again, for real. If like, especially after two years, like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even want to hear a peep from him. You don't deserve to be disrespected like that. So I'm sorry, but just know you are a freaking queen and he didn't deserve you anyways. I promise. I hope that since you found someone who treats you much better, but if not, that's okay. They're probably on the way. And as long as you're loving yourself and like filling your own cup up, I think that that's all that matters. But just know that like that was never meant to be in your life. She didn't state if she wanted to be anonymous or not. So I'm not going to say her name just in case she does want to stay anonymous. But I really appreciate you writing in. I really enjoyed giving you advice. So I will be kind of doing that. So if you guys ever want to write in and get advice on any situation from me, I'm not trying to act like I know everything or anything. But if you ever do want my like relationship advice or life advice or advice on anything, career, anything at all, feel free to write it in and I will give you my unfiltered advice on it. All right, guys. So that's all the questions that we're going to do today. I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope that you liked it. If so, please let me know. I would love if you told me. Can you please tell me? I'm trying to figure out like a good way for us to communicate. Obviously, I need to um, 
grow my podcast Instagram. That's something that I've totally put on the back burner and I have not put enough into. So just know that that is going to be coming where I have like cool stuff on there and it's going to look really cool and it's going to be something that we can interact with. I want one to grow my following on that podcast, like Instagram, because obviously that gets the word out about the podcast more and brings more like perspectives. I figure out what you guys like and we can kind of, I can make sure that I'm giving you guys stuff that you want to hear for sure. But my mental health tip of the week would be to create a playlist, a music playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your music, create a playlist that gets you excited for the mornings or whatever gets you excited to wake up something that maybe you can listen to as you're getting ready and it's like good like uplifting like like I don't even know like for for example like unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield love that song and that song is like a song that will always be on my morning playlist so whatever playlist that you've been listening to I'm sure you've been listening to them for such a long time as we grow and go through different stages of our life I think our playlists need to grow as well I've been listening to my gym playlist. It's like 40 hours long for literally like two years and I'm sick of it right now. Like I need to create a new gym playlist that like hypes me up and gets me excited for my workouts again. Like not that I'm not excited for my workouts, but like I need new music that's going to like get me excited in a different way. So create a playlist, just one or two. I'm going to create two new playlists this week. One is going to be for the gym and one is going to be for my mornings. Ones that just like songs that make me excited to be alive. Like that's like my goal and like the feeling that I want the songs in my morning playlist to have. And then my gym playlist, obviously just like either hype up songs or just songs that make me want to work out. You know what I mean? So totally do that because I know for a fact that that's going to make you like way more excited for every single day. And it sounds so silly. But it's not like I've been meaning to do that for like two weeks and it's been really negatively affecting me because I'm like, I need new playlists, but it's going to take me such a long time to do a playlist. So just like doing that for a night, like I probably will do that tonight and try to like make a playlist right now. I have so much fun once I get started because it's like you're creating the songs that are going to be like your anthems for like the next couple months. And I think that that's really cool. If you want to follow me on Spotify or whatever and listen to any playlists that I've made. I have all of them on there for you guys to listen to. And that is just my name, Michaela Deal. And I will have it linked in the show notes of this episode if you guys do want to check those out. But I love you so much. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're new here, I hope that you liked it. And if you're coming back, I really freaking love you. And I'm so, so grateful that you choose to spend your mornings with me or whenever you're listening to this. But I hope you have a good week and I will see you next Monday.